listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. Live in Las Vegas, live on a Tuesday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. And we are holding down the Ford here in Vegas. A lot of FSR located, based in Los Angeles, and they're down at Radio Row and, you know, giving a lot of support to this show. We got a picture up on my Twitter with uh, a little love, and it's it's been quite affirming, and, you know, you got to give Fox Sports Radio credit in an age where a lot of networks are ambivalent about radio. It's like, yeah, should we commit to it? Should Fox Sports Radio does, and, and we appreciate it very much. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. He's the fan who beats the man, A.J. Hoffman. Thank you, R.J. Great to be here on a day where the Portland Trailblazers break up their dynamic duo. The Kings and Pacers swap young stars. And more news comes to light on Alvin Kamara. What is the Vegas lead, R.J.? Well, first, I got a question. The dynamic duo. Dynamic in what way? I mean, they were a consistent winner for Portland for, I mean, going on 10 years. Well, you, you mean like winning like 57% of their games of the season? Uh, well, yes. All right. No, I guess I, that brings up the point, right? If anything, there's always been, and let's start in the NBA, and, and my basic premise is, or assertion is, especially if we start with Portland, is there's always been something missing. And, you know, they made it to a fluky conference finals, but they weren't even competitive there. And I'm not saying being the Final Four isn't something, but considering Dame, what he's considered, and McCollum, and you've got some interest in one particular eye-popping stat with him, I have to say disappointment with Portland, and eventually they had to blow blow it up. The question is, is it to a lateral move to try with some different people, or is it a blow-up? Well, here I'm going to try my best to get through the names involved in this trade. Oh, and, well, you uh, are the professional broadcaster. I am not a professional NBA name announcer. Okay. But it, I know that the Portland Trailblazers will send C.J. McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., and Tony Snell to the Pelicans. I'm, I'm pretty solid on all those I think, names. Yeah, I think Larry Nance J- Yep, you got it. <laughs> yep. And in return, they get Josh Hart. Nikhil oh, that, one, that was a tough one. <laughs> Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Tomas Sadoransky, yes. Didi Lozada. No, no, pre- no, no, no. No. No? <laughs> oh, I don't McKenzie, know. McKenzie, you want to help me out here? I, I was, was just joking. Oh, I was okay. joking. <laughs> a protected first-round pick and two second-round picks. And the first-round pick is protected uh, if it's top five this year. Why don't we say this? Name the guys that have simple names. Josh Hart. Well, hold on, hold on. If it's a big name, look it up. And if not, say a player to be named later. And by later, we mean the next show. 
Yeah, or by Dan Byer. Because Chris Broussard is going to be able to do it. That's pretty yeah, let's good. just say C.J. McCollum for Josh Hart and some draft picks uh, is the trade. Now, Josh Hart, he was he was the Canadian wrestler, right? WWE. That's Brett the Hitman Hart, oh, okay, I'm afraid. Okay. Yeah. All right, so listen. Here's my here's the thing. We are shifting to the NBA as the Super Bowl, you know, obviously finishes this week. Um, my approach always, though, is the biggest stories, the analytics. I love the analytics. I don't get – if anything, the NBA is more advanced, I'd say, with the analytics than any other sport. They've, they've fostered it as a league. And yeah, I'd say baseball, but in a way baseball has kind of got, become a, a solved game where best practices with the optimal plays are known. And uh, maybe they're wrong, but everyone thinks they're right. So they're all playing the same way. You know, the whole Billy Bean uh, inefficiencies in the market – doesn't feel like it's there in baseball as much. It feels like everyone's figured it out. NBA still hasn't been figured out, but boy, they are ahead of the NFL analytically. Would you agree with that, McKenzie? A hundred percent. And that's why you're looking at the Blazers team that says, okay, we've done everything analytically to maximize our offense, but our defense is bottom five the last five years in a row. The system just doesn't work. The pairing of two offensive guards in today's NBA just doesn't work analytically or any other way. The pairing of two offensive guards. So you're saying that are deficient at defense? Yes, yes. Obviously, you'd want to have two great guards on both sides of the ball, but two primarily offensive players. Did you hear my question? I want you to listen and answer. All right, so you mean you're talking about two offensive guards. You mean there's a defensive uh, uh, lacking in those guards. Yes, yes. And And the theory is that if there's... Two bad guards, the better defender can't help. The theory is, hey, uh, let's say uh, Steph Curry isn't a great defender. He's a good help defender. But, hey, if he's got Clay Thompson, uh, an elite defender next to him back in the glory days and now, I guess, is uh, it could compensate for it, right? But you can't have two bad defenders. 100%, especially the way NBA teams want to switch everything now. They want to say, okay, well, if you're trying to get a better player on a worse defender, well, we'll just switch it. Well, you can't switch if you have two bad defenders on the court. you got to keep, you know, the big man on the big man and et cetera. Uh, And switching is typically going to happen when the pick is set, correct? Yes, sir. All right, and is that the only – you don't need to say sir. Just answer the question. (laughs) Is it – but – is that the only time they switch? I mean, they trap – you know, they're trapping sometimes. They might switch out of that, right? Yeah. Also, if you get it in the post, you might see a quick switch before the uh, before the player can make his move. How could they? They would double in the post. They wouldn't switch because someone's got to yeah, be exactly. behind him. Well, right. you double, and then you have the uh, better defender stay, and if there's enough time, you have the uh, worst defender retreat to, to the help. Yeah, I guess I do know a lot about the NBA, AJ. What's your <laughs> take? What's your take on the Blazers? Are you talking to me? Yeah, AJ. Oh, yeah. I would say that the Blazers, I think they've maxed out what they can do, and it was probably time for a reset. And from everything I've seen, it looks like the Blazers are kind of ready to to make Anthony Simmons the or Anthony Anthony Simons the number two guy to Dame. I think they're gonna they're gonna extend him over the summer. But hold on and, a second. And, if he's the three guy now, well, he's not have- really. He, He's not really the three guy. He's kind of excelled because Lillard and McCollum have been missing a lot of time. So he's been sort of their go-to guy. But in in an open question, in the positionless quote-unquote NBA, 
you can certainly have three players that, that, I mean, what I hear you saying is old school, like, oh, well, he is the shooting guard or he's the small forward. But it seems like these days, especially they can defend it all. And maybe that was the problem as McKenzie was bringing up. Uh, you can play. Uh, you don't have to. I mean, LeBron's playing center sometimes. Right. So, sure. I mean, to some degree, McKenzie, do you look at the situation where it's like, McCollum's expendable because of a player that is, is surging? No, I don't think that Anthony Simons has proven enough to say CJ McCollum's expendable. I'd say if you're looking at upside, though, Anthony Simons has proven to be a plus defender in his young career. CJ McCollum's 10 years in is never going to get there. So if you say, okay, Simons maybe can be as good as McCollum offensively, but he also has an upside defensively, it starts to make sense why you don't want McCollum and you do want Simons. Okay, so you're saying right now he's about an equal defender. He's a little bit short on offense, but there's there's a lot of room to grow. Yes, sir. Yeah. Now how do, yes, RJ. <laughs> Jesus. Now, how does – yeah, I just – I'm going to draft you into the Marines all of a sudden. All right, <laughs> drop and do 10, and then we're straight – Yeah, we're straight out of <laughs> – we'll watch Center of the Woman, Center of the Woman tonight or, and go from there. Is – um. Dame's age, do you think Dame gets traded? McKenzie. I do. I think you're the only way that this makes sense is if it's a complete blow-up. They just got rid of um, uh, Covington and Powell. They're pretty much trading all their best players. There's one left. That's Dame. He doesn't want to be there by himself. I assume that he's trying to get his, his way out the door to a super well, team or at I least mean, a better a su- team. Yeah, he's a superstar to the degree that it's going to be a real battle not to trade. I mean, it seems like they're at his mercy if he wants to be traded. Now, his stomach injury is supposed to be resolved. When is he supposed to be available? Uh, let me pull that up. I'm not, I'm not exactly yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm hearing, and we'll confirm it. I'm hearing, and we're talking about Dame Lillard here, as Fez would say, Dame time. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing it's a situation where if it goes optimistically, it could be right around the playoffs, like not that far if they make it. Uh, but I also hear rumors they're going to shut him down and trade him in the offseason. You know, that's an interesting question. If he's able to come back for the playoffs – and he got traded to, let's say, pick a team, the Sixers, well, that would be extremely valuable. It seems like you'd be losing some real value not trading him. And remember, the trading deadline is Thursday, correct? Yeah. McKenzie? Yeah. Yes, that's correct. You following me? Yes. Okay. All right. I, I guess my question is, if they're uh, looking to trade him, why sign him to the extension they did in the offseason? And, and make I mean, obviously, the number attached to him now, $42 million next year, it, it's making it much more difficult to move on from him, isn't it? See, I'm not sure. The, the question about Lillard is the following. Before the Olympics last year, so we're talking not that long ago, he was considered like a top six, seven, eight players in the league. And what's happened is, well, he's gotten, he's hitting the age where maybe the age is an issue. Because Bill Simmons talks about this a lot. Smaller guards in the NBA don't have longevity. And as I, Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas, old school type, um, or even the new school, you know, he had uh, Isaiah Thomas for the Celtics, had a couple, well, one really good year. And then they just get banged on. If they're playing guys, even think of Jordan playing guard effectively with six, 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 seven. And these days they're they're at that big, if not bigger, most. So if you're six one, six two, 
it's just hard. I mean, think of what Kobe size. I mean, it's like as much as we want to act like, hey, if you're six one, six two, it's fine. And Iverson was five eleven or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but Iverson's career ended pretty early, or at least his dominance did. And it looks like that if Dane does hit the wall, it's going to look a lot like what we've seen. Now, is this the wall or is this something else that is going to look like the wall but isn't, but the wall isn't too far after it, even if it isn't? So if he has two good years left after this year, I think he has massive trading value, and that contract's an asset. And the more you can extend him, I mean, think about Ben Simmons. As problematic as he is, one of the selling points for the Sixers is, hey, he's got four years, this year plus, I think, three more. So even though you would think this guy is the you know junior max or whatever, right, when he doesn't have the seniority for the next one, so he's getting paid as much as a player could. He's sitting out because he's got, you know, whatever – but still, he's an asset at the max. So as long as as long as Dame Lillard doesn't hit a, a John Wall a John Wall type wall well, where he jo- like he just can't wall, play at all. Yeah. And with Wall, it was injuries, right? And, right? and it could and here it could be. But Lillard was a. I mean, in a weird way, they said Lillard had this stomach problem for quite a while. He was trying to play through it. Now the question is. Was that just an excuse to try to explain away the bad performance earlier this year? Or is it true and we should give him like a Baker Mayfield, like give him some gutsy credit for fighting through the injuries? By the way, Mackenzie, what did we figure out with the injury outlook? His abdominal surgery, uh, he's supposed to be reevaluated in mid-February, and he says he hasn't ruled out returning this season. Makes it seem like it's more likely than not that he will be shelved for the entire season. Really? I don't think so at all. I think what that's saying is keep me here and I'm, my stomach's going to be hurting, but I'm da- I'm dangling that I'm going to be available for the playoffs, which would motivate the Blazers to play him or trade him now because he will be a, a significant asset if he's healthy in theory. And again, the question marks remain, but if you're a fan of the Sixers and they got Dame Lillard for a reasonable price, you're, you've got to be excited. Right, McKenzie? No doubt. You have to be over the moon. I mean, you have Shaq. Theoretically, you need a Kobe. You need an elite guard. You mentioned Lillard's struggles so far this year. I think we should mention lowest points he's had per game in seven years, worst shooting of his career, worst three-point shooting of his career. So if you're Lillard's agent and if you're trying to trade him, yeah, you're going to say, well, he's been struggling with a stomach injury. Otherwise, he's not at that level. He was the past two years where he set career highs in points and shooting. Okay, so what I'm going to suggest is... We take our first break, and when we come back, we're going to continue with, and we teased it at the beginning, we'll have it for sure, that McCollum stat that AJ has that makes him look like an asset bigger than you might think. And then we're going to shift to this trade with the Kings and Halliburton, one of the most respected young players in the game, supposedly a deal breaker earlier this year for Ben Simmons, but now he's being traded for Sabonis from the Pacers? Hmm. That's coming up next, but first, AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone's here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone, AutoZone. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with innovation. I disagree with protocol. 
I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to continue discussing the C.J. McCollum trade to New Orleans, as well as a big trade between the Sacramento Kings and the Indiana Pacers. Did you know, A.J., that the Super Bowl was Sunday? I was aware of that. I've heard through yeah, the grapevine. The yeah. big game, they call it. Pass a note to McKenzie. He might, you might want to let, <laughs> give him a little update on that. <laughs> Amazingly, perhaps, this is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. The audience has doubled in the last year plus. Cause of McKenzie? No. Cause of you. You. Thank you so Thank much. You. Oh, the listener. I thought you were talking oh, to me. No, AJ. No, not you either. And not even me. It's the listener. Because if a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, did it really fall? Yes, if it's the Amazon oh. rainforest. Otherwise, no one cares. <laughs> you can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search straight out of Vegas. Here in Vegas on the Strip, 72 degrees. That's the temperature they have it in the Astrodome back in the day, AJ. Did you know That's that? a good temperature to have right now, Perfect I'll tell you that. Perfect sports temperature. The neon is flowing. Perfect life temperature, I would say. We've been discussing C.J. McCollum being traded away from the Portland Trailblazers to the New Orleans Pelicans, and a number I came across was rather shocking. And, and kind of, put, I asked McKenzie how many times has C.J. McCollum been an All Star? He said zero. And then I read him this stat, and it's it's pretty astounding that the guy's never been an All Star. There are five players who have averaged 20 points per game or more in each of the last seven seasons. All right, so while- seven seasons. 25 points or more? 20 points or more. 20 points or more. Okay, so that that's a lot of seasons. And have had to play at least 30 games in each year. So they've been on the court. Yeah, so the average matters. Okay. Yep. And the five players who have done that, LeBron James. He's good. No surprise. Anthony Davis. Okay. James Harden. Okay. DeMar DeRozan. All right, now here's a guy got traded from the Raptors, uh, was kind of discarded in a way, went to San Antonio, revitalized his career under Popovich, now with the Bulls, and they started fast. Yeah, you know, there's some questions, but no doubt he's having a monster season. Yeah, and if I'm if I'm not mistaken, DeRozan was with the, uh, like his, his re- resurgence with the Raptors is when he really kind of became the go-to guy, it seems. But, well, uh, when, but you then, say, when you say, I don't think resurgence is correct. He was very, the Raptors. Well, he was very good with Toronto, but I, I guess I, I was I was more thinking of, I guess maybe I'm just thinking of how big of a, a name, a household name he became. Well, but remember it, now, the thing about DeRozan was interesting. He loved Toronto. There was like a mutual love affair. And, you know, unless you're Canadian, a lot of NBA players, that's not their favorite place to be, right? It's, you know, out of the country. And... He, they, he led them, he led them, the Raptors, to multiple seasons where they were like the one seed or the two seed yeah. in the East. And LeBron, you know, would sit back and get the four seed or, you know, that, that was the low point, I think, for the Cavs during those years. And then they'd sweep the Raptors, sweep them. And then obviously Kawhi came and, and DeRozan left, which was an upgrade even today. But, you know, again, DeRozan was sent. McKenzie, look up... Um, what was the trade that sent DeRozan to this? Was that was was that part? Was Kawhi traded? Was that a trade? Maybe that was part of the trade with Kawhi. I'm not sure, but let's yes, see. Yes, Raptors acquired Kawhi Leonard before the 19 season for DeMar DeRozan. Okay, and at the time it was taken. So maybe it's not fair to say it was cast off, but at the time it was taken as the Spurs getting the crazy bad end of that deal 
because remember, Kawhi sat out. Kawhi was unhappy. Yeah, he had his hamstring that lasted like nine months. And <laughs> and again, I don't know how it went, but you know, could have who the doc, you know, these team docs are often at fault because they got the teams. I'm not saying the Spurs in particular, but in all sports, you got uh, serious players these days that have money. Most of them seem to get second opinions on everything. Was that the case with the Texans? Like it, like when Deshaun got hurt, his knee hurt his rookie year. <clears throat> Did he let the team doctor dictate, or did he go to a special? You know, oh like no, he went. He went to a special. He wasn't. I mean, I'm sure he uh, his initial evaluation was by the team doctor, but he he then went to a, a well, different. Well, yeah, doctor. for sure they're going to go to a special. And I probably used the wrong word when I said specialist. But was it a specialist that was the Houston Texans people or, or guy, or was it like he went to his own guy? Because usually they'll go to the team uh, specialist first and then get a second opinion, which I think is right. I think right. that is the right way to do it too, because now, now you're because the teams, you know, their uh, their influence over your career from a, an injury standpoint isn't always. You don't always have the same goals in mind. Yes, that's the word. Interests are not always aligned. They should be, but they're not. I mean, think about running backs. When it's a yeah. fourth year running back that they don't plan to resign, he gets the ball a lot because it's like a rent a car at that point, right? No but one the- wash. No one washes a rent a car. But DeMar DeRozan, he, that, that 20, uh, 20 points per game, that's been going on for nine years for him. So beyond just the seven seasons. All right, and so then C.J. McCollum is the fifth guy in that group. Wow. Now, if DeRozan wasn't on there, it would be even more impressive. And again, give him credit. But the, 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 the first couple there, I mean, as good as you get. Yeah, uh, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, James Harden, three of the, the most respected scorers in the league, certainly. Okay, so... We got the pay. Let's do the Pacers trade because this one's curious. Yeah, I want to do that at first. I got to tell you, AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road. Like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service with over 5,600 locations nationwide. AutoZone's here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. And two time All Star DeMontis Sabonis has been traded to the Sacramento Kings for Tyrese Halliburton. And Tyrese Halliburton, if you recall, RJ, just a couple of weeks ago was considered the deal breaker between the Kings and the Sixers in a deal involving Ben Simmons because the Kings were unwilling to give up Tyrese Halliburton, their 21-year-old guard. So we can say effectively that one M- NBA team, if, if the reporting is correct on the uh, Ben Simmons potential trade that was nixed, and if Halliburton was the reason, we could make a case that the NBA right now considers Halliburton to be, oh, I'm sorry, let's think about this. Sabonis to be a superior trade asset, a superior asset than Ben Simmons. And Which is pretty wild to consider. So, Mackenzie, you do your rankings, right? Where do you got Sabonis? Where do you got Ben Simmons? Oh, God, Actually, he's going to have Ben Simmons like 114, I bet. <laughs> I have them both tied for 35th, 1.5 points better. Uh, helps on the Vegas line if they're in versus out. Helps on the Vegas line. Okay, is and 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 when's the last time you adjusted those numbers? Adjust them regularly. Yeah. When was the last time you adjusted those numbers? Today, I wanted to look and see who was better, Sabonis or Simmons, and they were the same. So they were the same, and you made no adjustment. Yes. So they've been the same for like extended time, huh? Now, where was Simmons at? And, and maybe you don't have the exact number, but you got memory on it. Where was he at, let's say, entering the playoffs last year? So before like, the real trouble started. 
Like 29th or 30th, I had him lower than most people. So, so you literally have hardly dropped him. Yeah. That seems irrational. How? Who in the right? I mean, here's the question with Simmons, and I mean, obviously they have till Thursday trading deadline. The NBA Thursday is uh, to trade him th- for this go around, right? The Sixers, but if he's got mental, uh, I don't know the right way to mental health problems. We'll call it. I don't know. Is that right? Is um. How how are we sure that when he gets to the next team, he's not going to have those same problems? I mean, I get why there's – I mean, let's assume, and a lot of people believe, that this is not necessarily that, but, hey, it's a nice, safe thing to say, all right? Now, I don't know that's the case, but let's – I don't think it would be impossible for it to be the case. In fact, I think it's probably likely, but I'm not sure. Let's say that to start with. He could have re- severe mental health problems, Ben Simmons. I don't know. But it feels like we never heard about that. We heard he didn't want to shoot threes, and we heard part of that was because he was good at everything and he wasn't good at threes, and he didn't want to like do something he wasn't good at, even if being okay at it was better than not doing it. Now, that's interesting because you want a guy that really doesn't want to be bad. You want that. But to the point where you don't work your way through, like I'm never going to like pick up a second language. I'm never going to play a new game. I'm never going to pick up golf because I won't be good at the beginning. Well, he's been playing basketball his whole life. And he can't shoot. So at some point, he maybe should have started working on that. <laughs> and I don't know if it, you know, maybe this is a brilliant point, but hey, you shoot in basketball. And in this day and age, it's more important than ever. Meaning a, a defender, a guy that could, you know, Magic wasn't a great shooter for a long time. I mean, he got better. But you watch those old games, Magic was not, I mean, there's a reason he got the baby hook going. And... It's like, imagine if Ben Simmons was an average outside shooter. What would he be if it wasn't for the head case stuff? I don't think that's the technical term. Well, but, I mean, he's an elite defensive player. So yeah, if he's it a top. For- I mean, top. I, people debate it. They say he gets too much credit. But everyone thinks he's a top 10 player on defense. If yeah. not a top five, probably. Right. Let's say top five, which is because a lot of people had him second last year on the defensive player of the year. Um, to go bear, uh, who won it? But I don't know, right? Let's say top five. So he's a he's a lead on the break. He's a good passer. He is the perfect small ball five now, like in a way, because and that doesn't hurt. His shooting doesn't hurt so much there. And you know, all all LeBron's approach now with it. And you got to wonder if he was just average from three. He's a top 15 player. Does that sound right? Open question. I, it, I mean, it seems it seems right to me. If I mean, if he were a, a, an average offensive player, he would be one of the yeah, top 15 he, he players in the is, league. He probably is an average offensive player before the playoffs. He was. I would say if you would have asked entering the playoffs, you know, give him an offensive ranking, give him a defensive ranking, Ben Simmons would have gotten an A-plus on defense. And against the other NBA players, a C on offense because his ability to push the ball in transition and his passing and his offensive rebounding, um, you know, all in all, he was good except for he was like a Jalen Rose type, but couldn't shoot. But but much more, you know, as in a tall point guard that that, you know, it, it, it feels like. 
that 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 if you just look at his three pointers, you're right. If he was just average at that, but I think in the offense. I should have said I should have said if he was an average shooter, like you were saying. That's probably yeah. a better terminology. And, and I think that might be even true too. Meaning I, he's not shooting all that great from 15 feet either, or, or you know the free right. throws. So yeah, that's probably even better, right? Because if he can't make, free, yeah, you, you're making a good point. If he was an average shooter, then he is a top, you know, a top 15, if not better, player. And I mean, he's made multiple All NBA teams. And that's with his shooting the way it's been. In All-NBA, there's only three teams. There's 15 players a year. Did you know that, McKenzie? I did. I did. 15 (laughs) players. Surprising. Surprising. Is All-NBA, there's three teams. And that's a big deal. There is huge incentives to that uh, in contracts. And um, there's also, for history, the thing people forget about with these Pro Bowls and these uh, all pros, like think about it. Brady, we were talking, made like three, and 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 uh, Manning made seven first teams, and we're making the case maybe Brady wasn't the best all-time regular season quarterback. It was just the playoffs that pushed him over the top, which still is amazing. But one of the cases we made was, hey, look, he's look at these uh, all pros. And to me, the All-NBA is certainly like that. When you hear a player retire, it's like, made two All-NBA teams, blah, blah, blah. So there's big money on it. Uh, Tatum had a huge contract swing on that. In fact, let's do this. I want McKenzie, let's, let's let him redeem himself, to look up what did Tatum lose when he didn't, he didn't make the All-NBA, either of the three teams. We're going to see how many millions that cost him. Fox Sports Radio, I'm A.J. Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. Wow, that's interesting because one of the things with the um, Flores lawsuit, former Dolphins coach, having got fired uh, in in many ways, at least by the metrics, unfairly or it what didn't it wasn't a rational firing might be the way to say it, and one of the things that I think the smarter commentator said, and I haven't yet said it, but the way you really effectuate change is you get whoever you want to be sympathetic to whatever cause you have, right? Hiring women, hiring uh, blacks, hiring whatever, um, moving a team, not moving a team. The way to control that is to own the team. And you look at the NBA and Jordan, and, and, and you got to love the fact that, in a way, everyone who plays in the NBA can say, you know what, if I kill it, if I kill it, I could be the owner one day. And, I mean, there was Jordan was the third pick in the draft. It wasn't like that was preordained. Sam Bowie doesn't own a team, and even Hakeem doesn't own a team. And they were picked ahead of him. And uh, I think that, that it's too. it can't be the only thing. It can't be, well, own your own team, and then you can – no, no, no. I'm saying that's the way to guarantee it, and then obviously you work – in the other, uh, you know, avenues the best you can. But, I mean, to me, that would be very encouraging. And that fellow, who I'm not super familiar with, would be, um, I mean, you want to talk about going from, his last name's Allen. Did you know who this dude is, AJ? Uh, Byron Allen, what I knew of him was he was like a, a, a comedian. Uh, I'm trying to pull up, like, what he, what he, where he made his real Do you money, you think though. a comedian is going to be buying the Broncos? I no, but I, C- I know him I as Louis a comedian. I think Louis C.K. might be uh, coming in with the bid, maybe. 
I, is, uh, that, is that the same is, dude? Yeah, Wikipedia says occupation, media executive, and comedian. Maybe he just cracks jokes in like the boardrooms and stuff. <laughs> Lordy B. Oh, by the way, we got to deliver on the tease because I do that at least half the time. Mackenzie, how much did uh, Tatum lose when he didn't make the All-NBA? $33 million. For one year? Uh, oh, because it was because he would have been the, the Supermax or whatever. He would have yes, been eligible would- for it. Yes, what? the five-year extension was de- downgraded, $32 million, not selecting to one of the three NBA teams last year. That's a lot of spaghetti, AJ. <laughs> that is a lot of spaghetti. Think about that. How many school teachers could you hire? I'll tell you that, and <laughs> we're going to give you the Super Bowl. I'm actually going to figure it out. And we're going to give you the Super Bowl market <laughs> update. And you know what else? We told you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, a free prop bet from me. That's coming up next, but first, AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service with over 5,600 locations nationwide. AutoZone's here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone, AutoZone. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to have the best bet, day two version from R.J. Bell. But as we heard from Isaac Lohenkron about Byron Allen particularly being interested in buying the Denver Broncos and did some research during the break, and this entertainment studios that he owns, uh, it's... I, he owns the Weather Channel, which is part of it. it's in. I mean, obviously, eighty million households. Uh, that's the most widely available of his of his networks. But he owns a lot of other smaller networks, including some of the regional Fox Sports networks. Yeah, so it, it it seems like like you said, a comedian background who then it looks like went to the production and the business side and been very successful. So, um, boy, you want to talk about someone? Imagine an an articulate. Uh, you know, good presenter, you know, different owners. You know, you look at the NFL owners, it's very much like you got your Jerry Joneses and then you got the guys you don't even know their names. A lot of guys, if I said who owns Team X, if you're not in that market, you know, who owns Arizona? I mean, anyone? You know, uh, it, 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 I was, I was going to say the Bidwell family. I don't know who, the, uh, if it's. Is that still the case? I don't even know. I, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the, and that's kind of the to point, your point. Right? But 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 we've got guys that that are forces, and to me, to be the for you know, hopefully only for a time, but to be the lone black owner if this happens, 
that would give such a platform and, and, and the chance to, you know, affect change, as they say. All right, so I'm going to do my best bet, AJ. What, what do we got? Well, let's do the Super Bowl market update. Not a lot of movement, and it goes to show you, and we'll talk about the specifics, but it goes to show you that the biggest, the most liquid markets, liquid means there's the most betting in them, right? How much of a limit are they going to take? And that means that people take it more seriously. If you can bet $10 on something, like the WNBA, you can bet maybe $500. A lot of pros won't even get involved with it. It's not worth the time because if your ROI, return on investment, is 10%, well, every bet's worth 50 bucks. Is that worth, you know, in the long run, right? That's a theoretical. Um, If you, like, literally, you can get multiple millions down without a problem on this Super Bowl. The line is going to get extra sharp. And that's what we've seen with the lack of movement, AJ. Give us an update. Yeah, the Super Bowl, we mentioned yesterday the money that had came come in over the weekend on the Bengals. Uh, now we're seeing a lot of Rams minus four and Rams minus four and a half. So you can get your choice of those two numbers. The total remains uh, at 48 and a half. And how's your handicap right now on the game? I know you, I don't want to say are in the tank for Stafford, but you're in the tank for Stafford, right? I'm in the tank for Stafford. Yeah, I I don't I haven't made an official bet on the game yet. I yeah, am yeah I'm on... asking how your opinion's evolving. Oh, my opinion's not evolved. I like the Rams, and yeah, I, you, I would you like I being like stubborn. The... I am. I I thought I thought on last week's pod I made some compelling points on the Bengals. You did. I, yeah. I mean, I thought I made some compelling points on the Rams, although my voice no, didn't really get them I, I, across. Yeah, but... I didn't hear those. I didn't hear oh, those. shocker. <laughs> All right. Here comes my second prop bet. And it is, and this one's making the rounds a little bit, and the line's moving, but boy, it's compelling. And it is, will the opening kickoff be a touchback? And you can bet no at plus 130, let's say. And Mackenzie, why don't you check on that? See what if you can what the current number is. Make sure it hasn't moved. In the last 28 Super Bowls, there's been a touchback twice. So when we say that there won't be a touchback, no, and we're getting plus money, we literally have a 26 and two prop that we're getting plus money on. How could that be? Something. All right. Well, first off. The, where the kickoff happened uh, occurs from changed, right? Like I think uh, 2011. So if you look at just those 10 years of Super Bowls, it literally is going to be eight and two, though. So why is this number a plus number? It's because in every other situation, it happens so much more often. But because of, and Pat McAfee talked about this, the ball is really hard. They don't get to warm it up. And because the, the, the return guy is all juiced up, he tends to bring the ball out. So it is going to be no touchback plus money. McKenzie, what do we got? Plus 120 consensus. All right, so it's moving, but I still like it. Plus 120. Go, AJ. All right, AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone's here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done, just got to use your restrictions. Apply. Get in the zone, AutoZone. If you missed any of today's show, including a breakdown of the NBA trades, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We'll be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time, digging deeper into this Super Bowl matchup for Super Bowl Sunday. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! 
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.